Welcome to the Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. With the unemployment rate at 3.6%, you would think the economy is healthy, right? But I'm going to show you something today that explains why the employment numbers have started to crack. Let's begin with this. You can see right now it's showing us 3.6% according to the BLS for unemployment. Now, there are many ways to measure unemployment. You could use the U3, you can use the U6, you can look at something like shadow stats, and there are many different ways. But this is the official number that gets reported. But did you know that there are two factors here that we must understand? Now, this is based on data coming through. It isn't even, you know, actually tabulating each and every unemployed person. That's not how it works. There's a lot of different things that go into it. But there's the household survey and there's the establishment survey. And right now they have divided to a great degree. Let's let me explain here. First, this the labor force participation rate at this time in which we watch the job. You've seen the jobs data. You looked at it where, oh my goodness, there's so many jobs that need to be filled. But at the same time, the participation rate has declined. It's been going up since 2020. But during this period here, it seemed to have peaked out and has started to fall. So what's happening? Well, here we have something. The establishment survey since March of 2022 that's the numbers that you get reported in the news, okay? It shows that there's over a million jobs been created, okay? But then the household survey, which doesn't do the seasonal adjustments, which doesn't mess with the numbers, is showing us actually negative 350,000. That's an unexplained 1.5 million jobs delta. Here we have one potential factor, multiple job holders. And you could see that obviously a lot of people lost their job in 2020. But since then, it's come up quite a bit. And it's not just people holding single jobs. It's people holding two, three, four jobs, whatever it takes. So many people today have a side hustle. So many people today work more than a side hustle, I have that right here. Let me show you in a second. Regular workers plunge as multiple job holders soar. Do you see that? This is full-time. This is part-time. And on the right, multiple job holders. More and more people are taking on a second job or more. But at the same time, using a different set of data... It's showing us that there's actually less workers. Multiple job holders, both primary and secondary job being full-time in this case here. So you see what's happening? It's just showing us, like, it's not a side hustle. It's not like, you know, I, I drive Uber for an hour on the weekends. This is two full-time jobs. And that's at a record right now. This chart goes back to the year 2000. And we haven't seen anything like this before. So what we are watching right here is a big divide in between 
the data that gets reported to the people and numbers that seem to tell a different story. What do you think of this? What do you make of this? Is it just reading into the data too much? Or is this a simple matter of fact? Let me know in the comments below. And if you appreciate it, simply hit that thumbs up button because doing that is really going to help me out. You'd be surprised. It really does help. The one commodity that won't stop soaring. So you've looked at it, as they mentioned here, commodity prices have come down to a great degree. But one has continued to rise. In the past week, nearly all commodity markets have crashed amid growing fears of a recession, but one commodity continues to rise, a combination of reduced supply from Russia and an outage at the U.S. Freeport LNG facility has sent natural gas prices soaring. And they're going up just about everywhere. It's Europe, it's Japan, it's Canada, U.S., and so on. One analyst compared today's natural gas markets to the oil markets of the 1970s with supply shortages, highlighting its importance. So now that the EU, I don't know if it's fully passed yet, but the EU has basically said natural gas is considered green. What does that mean? It's going to get a lot of money, a lot of investment behind it. So watch closely. Commodity slump is set to give India relief from inflation. And this is important because you see what has happened here over the period where countries like India have been massively affected by the prices that people pay. When you're dealing with a group of people that are, you know, let's just say that there's countries, there's groups that are always going to be more affected by price changes, by supply shortages, by things that are going on beyond the control of the individual, then they're going to be hit first. So we take notice of that information and understand the domino effect. That's what I like to try to do at this channel. I say, look, there's a problem going on in that country over there. You see how it's affecting them and what's going on. And then you could say, you know, now I'm better prepared. Okay, I hope you hope you see that. Historic cascade of defaults is coming for emerging markets. Number of developing nations trading distressed has doubled with El Salvador, Ghana, Egypt, Tunisia, Pakistan appearing particularly vulnerable. I mean, you see it. The debt is just swelling considerably. The amount that the uh, people have to pay, that the countries have to pay, uh, for simple things, commodities and so on, has gone up. Inflation has gone up. At the same time, if these governments are increasing interest rates, they're going to have a problem because they've got to pay the debt. And that's becoming more expensive. Okay, So they do talk about it more in here. But I think it's an issue that will spill out into other countries. To what degree? That remains to be seen, but certainly it's a problem that we will all face to one level or another. Okay? You, you can't get away from it. Globalization has put us into this realm in which, while the average person may not be able to see it because it's, you know, it's three dominoes down the line, uh, it does affect people. Okay? That's why I say you need to have your own stuff in order. If you've got a backyard and it doesn't have food growing in it, I mean, this is a mistake, at least a little bit. 
Grow a little bit. Try to see what you can do. Anyway, that's besides the point. This is so extreme. So I just showed you what's going on. People, they're not able to, you know, make ends meet. And still, we're seeing the insanity. And this goes beyond this. I mean, my goodness, my goodness, people. Ape now, pay later. Yes, you heard me right. Ape now, pay later loans bring the BNPL or buy now, pay letter later to the NFT market. DeFi lender Teller is offering buyers the option to pay for popular NFT collections in installments. Yes, that's right. You want an eight pixel image of a monkey to own because that's the cool thing, apparently. Um, you don't have to buy it all at once. You can make payments on it. I, I don't even know what to say, everybody. I mean, can you let me know what you think? I just, I think it's so crazy that it, it takes something that is already like way out in the fringe and just, I don't know. I just don't know. Anyway, this is a company, Freshy, which you might be aware of. Freshies, quote, virtual cashiers make $3.75 an hour and have been called outrageous. Now the chain's founder wants to go global. And if you see this picture right here, so you've got somebody working in a country, they mention Nicaragua, Pakistan, Bolivia. Those people there, they're making $3.75 an hour, and that's a good wage for them. And no longer do you need to worry about, you know, individuals, you know, are, are they going to be able to come into work today? Are they going to be asking for raise and so on? No, we outsource that. No problem. See what happens here? When companies can't find the workers, when companies can't deal with whatever it is, you know, just finding employees in general, not being able to pay them enough, budget cuts, corporate profits, whatever. They go to the next thing. And what is it? Offshoring, if possible. That really wasn't possible for this industry, but apparently up until now. And I believe this is just one step um, away from artificial intelligence, you know, where you could talk to a virtual character. Why does it need to be a human being? Um, and, and simply just getting rid of that. Why not just a touchscreen? I could just go there on the touchscreen. I could order what I want. They already have that in some cases anyway. And people are becoming accustomed to it. Although in this particular article, they mention how, oh, I don't like that. But I think people are just so used to ordering on their phone and, and so on, not having any human interaction. And they'll probably continue with it. I wanted to show you a country, like I said in the previous video, it's a, it's a 180 from most other countries. China's consumer inflation hits two-year high on pork rally. So this is just one example, but I am watching right now. China, despite what's going on with the PPI, or the Producer Price Index, CPI, Consumer Price Index, both of them are going up. They are infusing the, you know, the financial system with cash. And it you know, remains to be seen how that will really impact individuals over the longer term. But you can see it here. China's passenger vehicles see robust June retail sales. 
The cars are selling. Okay, cars are selling. People are still buying stuff. I'm interested to see what happens. And I will give you an update on the real estate sector. Hang in there. My friends in Germany, I've got some, well, you probably already know, but I've got some interesting news to say the least. Germany's largest landlord to restrict heating at night. Let me repeat that. Germany's largest landlord to restrict heating at night. Vonovia, one of Germany's largest landlords, wants to save energy by lowering the heat in tenants' buildings overnight. Uh, there, there are laws that limit you know, how far and this and that and what they're able to do. This is really, um, I, you know, I gotta, I'm not really allowed to say too much, uh, but I would say that um, liberty should be that which prevails. And then this, food prices squeeze poorest in rich countries. Some 44% of adults polled in the UK recently said that they were buying less food as the cost pain spreads beyond less developed nations. So I talked about those other countries earlier, but it's not just those countries. Sure, we, we, we see the problems there first, but there are reverberations that come back. The patterns that happen in, in other countries, in developing nations, are oftentimes the same patterns happening in just about every country, to one degree or another. It's not going to be always the exact same, all of that. That happened there, you know, Yugoslavia occurred like that, and then it's going to happen here. No. Weimar Germany, it happened there, it's going to happen here. It's never exact. Okay, but the elements of that, we need to learn those things. We need to see them as they unfold, and then we can adapt. One of the things you could do today, you can grow your own food. You can have your own storable food. Have some extra cans of beans. Have some rice. Do what you can do for yourself today. Maybe if you want to take advice from those who are actually wealthy, and when you hear it from people like me, and I talk to those wealthy people, and they talk to even wealthier people, and what the general theme is, they're hoarding cash. They're hoarding cash right now. What do they believe is going to happen? Well, the stock market has been going up and could actually go much higher from this point here. Will it actually reach an all-time high? That remains to be seen. Without the Federal Reserve and print and press going on out there, it would be a historical anomaly. So just watch very carefully, pay attention. If you appreciate the information, hit that thumbs up button, and I'll see you on the next one. Take care.